Welcome to the Classics Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. And I'm Jake. So what's actually being taught in American history classes? That's what we're going to look at today. It's about the teaching of history. And I found this really fascinating article slash interview in the New York Times where six history teachers, American history teachers, are discussing what's going on in their classroom and what's really going on in their classroom. And so Jake and I, in this episode, we talk about that topic, what's happening in the classroom. And Jake, you know, you give the students perspective, right? And I think that's really cool. And so, you know, going into this article, Jake, and coming out of this article, I don't know, what what are some just general thoughts that um, we covered on this podcast? Right. So going into the article, You know, I think one thing that we see in the news nowadays and that I understood was that education is a topic that's really being politicized nowadays. Um, Not only with critical race theory, but a lot of people are arguing over what should be taught to their children and students in general. Um, I think coming out, you know, we, we the article mainly focused on critical race theory, but I think coming out and like of the podcast and everything, I realized that critical race theory could really benefit a lot of students to help expand their perspectives on American history. And with history in general, what a student wants and what I think the most important role of a teacher is, is to help students build their perspective and their own values um, that they see in history. Yeah, we talk about that a lot, the building of values, the the goals that a history teacher has, and uh, what a student is looking for in, in the classroom. And so I teach AP US history. I've taught history for 14 years now. Jake has uh, mastered the AP curriculum, AP World and AP US, and done really well on his exams when it comes to that su- those subjects. And so we just discussed, you know, the, the, that topic and is is it really politicized from the teacher's perspective, or is this a story that's out there, and you know, that's kind of baffling for both teachers and students. So we discussed that, and at the end, I I give my you know my perspective on what the goal of history teachers really, I think for most of us, it really is. And uh, so I hope you stay tuned and listen to that, this episode of the Classics Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. I think you're going to enjoy this episode because Jake gives a really fascinating perspective from a student's point of view. And uh, I try to add to that with a teacher's perspective um, on the teaching of history. So thanks for listening to this episode. We'll see you after the music. Welcome to the Class X Podcast, a podcast that looks at independent perspectives in American culture. I'm your host, Shukri. So, Jake, Jake, this week we're going to look at this New York Times article, and it's called What's Actually Being Taught in History Class? And I'm going to connect it to my experience in the classroom, and Jake will be connecting it to his experience as a student. So this is a unique article. It's more like an interview, actually, an interview with six history teachers, and it's focused on what they are really doing in the classroom. So the emphasis on really what they're really doing, because there's a lot of ideas out there that I don't think a lot of teachers really identify with when it comes to especially the the teaching of history. It's clearly a reaction to critical race theory and the controversies surrounding that issue. And so let's just start with this, Jake. Going into it, 
what did you know about this subject? Um, because I could say for me, I heard the stories and I didn't understand what they were talking about. I've had people ask me about this issue, multiple people, and I don't even know how to answer it typically. So I think that says something about, from my perspective, what about you? What did you know about this subject? Right. I'm the same, same way as you. I think originally the context that I had, like, seeing in the news and everything that was everything that was going on um i know a lot of states are trying to limit what's being taught in the classroom um especially for history um i know states are trying to really kind of like limit and even borderline like ban what students are trying to learn um a good example of this are books that are being read and taught in schools um, but for me, I think overall, one thing that I noticed that was happening, at least in our like current media right now, is that education is starting to become really politicized. So there's a lot of different opinions on how we should be teaching history um, and other subjects too, but specifically history. There's a lot of debate on how we should teach it and what effect it'll have on our students like me, um, you know, when we, so when we grow up. That idea how to t we teach history you've taken ap world history ap us history how are we teaching history in your experience what's going on and and you know the ap curriculum is a national curriculum so we're going to go into the content later but what was your experience jake with with history for the last few years right right so when i'm sitting in that chair in the classroom we're definitely going through a curriculum but um, as the AP um, kind of like curriculum is laid out, there's a unit for each kind of different topic that we cover. And so for specifically U.S. history, each unit kind of corresponded to like different events in history. So first we started with like, um, you know, the Colombian exchange. And then ultimately we ended things off with the Cold War and beyond that, um, the Obama presidency. But for me, I feel like each unit was kind of helping me build my own perspective on history and also my own like views and my own critical thinking about how I see these different events. Um, the one thing that I really liked about the AP curriculum and, and I think the way that the US history course was like organized in general is that I wasn't just being um, spoon fed information and then being forced to kind of like align myself with some sort of like um, political agenda, you know? I think it was really building um, and training me to form my own political views um, instead of, you know, having having to be like shaped into one specific political view. Yeah, so, I like yeah. I like that you said because that's really my goal as a teacher. It, it kind of reminds me of this quote. And I always think about it when I'm teaching and it's from a Greek historian named Thucydides. And he said, history is philosophy teaching with examples. So it's like you're teaching philosophy, but you're giving examples. And when I think of philosophy, I think of thinking. And I like the idea that you said, it's about point of view. And I've, I've always identified with that. I'm trying to get students to think about everything. Uh, and you know we do that with his, in history with a focus on historical thinking skills. That's what we, we call it in history. Basically, contextualization, compare, contrast, causation, continuity and change. I'm sure you recognize all of these, Jake, and these are really important ideas in any history course. It's not about propagandizing people or propagandizing students. It's really about teaching skills and understanding the content right. through yeah. those skills. 
And so I guess that's how I view history, and that's what I experience. And personally, I think the, the liberal arts do that in general. You know, we're trying to create well-rounded people, well-rounded students. We're trying to build self-awareness, growth within the individual. I think those are all the goals. And for me personally, I also like this idea, and I've, I heard it somewhere, I can't remember where, but I've read it somewhere actually, that, that most adults, and this is the concept, most adults are surrounded by a certain level of cynicism. So as teachers, we should introduce the youth to idealism. And if it's American history, a certain type of American idealism and American values that we could really be inspired by. And so I've always liked that idea. And for me, I've, I've sort of taught that sort of optimistic, idealistic style, using that kind of style. That doesn't mean I, I, don't, I avoid bad events. Of course I don't. I, there's a curriculum where we hit on every issue from slavery to the Civil War, to the World Wars, to Japanese internment, all of these important issues that are controversial, I, I suppose. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, I like to also try to inspire students. And so I think that that's really important to have that balancing in a sense. And I also think students really appreciate that. You know, they, they don't want us to, students don't want teachers to be too political or be political at all. They, I think they just, I think students want teachers to teach the content and make it interesting. Right, right. You agree? Yeah, and to add on to that, I feel like I came out of, yeah, I, I feel like I came out of at least um, a U, the U.S. history class last year being more confident in forming my own ideas, you know, and like having those critical thinking skills. I feel like I could look at, you know, current events or anything in the news and, you know, form like a strong like opinion on them or like, you know, at least with like a solid foundation of our history, you know, I could kind of understand like those events um, better, you know, and like know those, uh, know the context better having gone through yeah, the history good. class. So I, I definitely agree. You say that. So we're going to take a quick break and Jake and I will be back and talk to discuss um, critical race theory. This is a big part of this issue. And we'll talk about that when we get back on the Class X podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to the Class X Podcast. So Jake, let's talk about critical race theory. Some of the history teachers in this article slash interview session said that they use it. And this is kind of interesting to me. Some of them said that they use it and some of them said that they don't use it. There seemed, I think there was just confusion with these teachers on whether or not it's something that they teach. So let's talk about what it is first. Jake, what is the definition of critical race theory? Yeah, so... Kind of what I took away from the article and doing my own research, I my own definition of critical race theory is it's kind of like these collection of ideas that many parts of a society, like government, politics, culture, have racism rooted in it one way or another. So critical race theory, or people call it like CRT too, it basically focuses on structural racism, as as they call it in like the New York Times article. Uh, so it focuses on structural racism in our society, um, especially against African Americans, and then it shows how it impacts us as a nation. I think 
overall, you know, definitely, I think implementing critical race theory could benefit a lot of students who want to expand their perspectives on, you know, our American history. I feel like it could really show that there are multiple ways to look at our society. And, you know, it's, it's really not just a linear thing. Yeah. And I actually, it made me look up the APUSH, APUSH or APUS history standards, the, the themes that, that I teach in more detail and more depth. And I found that whether it's culture and society, which is one of the themes, or American identity, which is another theme, it seems like these CRT standards or ideas are in the themes. And I just wanted to read a quote from one of the themes. I think it's the... American and national identity theme of APUS history. And here's a quote just to give you an example of how these ideas are just part of history teaching. So it says, analyze relationships between different regional, social, and racial groups and explain how these groups' experiences have related to the U.S. national identity. So that's from the American and national identity theme of APUS history. And honestly, I read through a few of the different themes and they're similar definitions. So I just think, you know, Jake, you know, you took the class, you did really well on the AP exam, you know, the content, you know, you studied these themes. What did you think? What did you think of these themes and the content? Did you feel like it was politicized? Because I mean, before you say anything, I don't know, I just feel like it's history. I mean, structural racism is part of history. Structural classism is part of history. That's not a, it's just not a big deal to me. And I, I don't know why it's become that. Yeah, I think really like, um, I know, I think some of the parts of critical race theory really come in to when we learn about, you know, the Civil War, um, slavery in general, and then shifting work after, after that during Reconstruction and eventually like segregation. I think that's where a lot of critical race theory focuses on. But in my opinion, I feel like the whole, um, you know, specifically I took a- AP U.S. history, but I'm sure like, you know, regular United States history classes are like this too. But I feel like it was structured in a way where, you know, it really wasn't politicizing anything. I feel like I was learning the content in a pretty neutral way. You know, I was never kind of like um, forced onto one, like, I guess, perspective of something. It was more like very they presented a lot of different ways to interpret like these historical events. Like, um, for example, with um, slavery and the Civil War, they presented, you know, two of the different ideas on why it was caused. You know, um, one was states' rights, the other being slavery. So it really wasn't a politicized course, I would say. Um, for me, I feel like I came out of it having my own like perspective on history, but I don't think that was like entirely influenced, you know, through the course itself. I, I feel like I built that own perspective off of what I learned and a lot of the, you know, um, ways I kind of like did critical thinking on the course. That makes a lot of sense. And for me personally, I've never had a problem with the content. I like the AP US history content. It's also not just minority focus, which I think is a big part of this critical race theory issue is that people think we're just talking about the history of different minority groups throughout American history. We are talking about different groups, but we also focus on European groups. I mean, or white European groups. Like I just taught about the headright system and Bacon's Rebellion. The focus is on the different 
how how Bacon's Rebellion is basically an issue of class divide that led to this dispute. You know, I'm. It's about land. It's about the development of a class conflict because a lot of land was given to the really wealthy planters. Um, I don't want to go into it too much, you know, but that's a simplification of the whole issue. But the point is, I think the APUSH standards really focus on a lot of the history of a lot of different groups. Specifically, I think a lot of it is focused on white European Americans, Jefferson's land policies, for example, Andrew Jackson, the Jacksonian era, a lot of everything related to the American Revolution. I mean, I think the fact that we're starting to include more history of African Americans, Mexican Americans, uh, women, that's just including more perspective. And I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's actually good, as you've been saying this whole podcast, Jake, more points of view just makes it more fascinating, you know? It's like having, a, think about having a conversation and you're just talking to your friends, right? You're just talking to your friends and then someone enters the conversation from a different group and they're like, you know, I have a different point of view on that subject that you're talking about. It's probably going to make the conversation more interesting. And I think that's what history tries to do. It's just like, look, listen, there's a new perspective that we kind of understand a little bit more now. And maybe you should think about that perspective and respect it. And, and I think that is a skill that we all need in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think our content, in my opinion, I think it's fair and not playing into any of the politics of our time, which in my opinion, the irony of it all, before we go to another break, Jake, is I think the people who are mad about this are the political ones. They're the ones who have their political agenda. And the history teachers in general are actually just teaching the content. And I, that's that's the irony to me of the whole situation. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Adding on to that, I feel like, you know, um, well, specifically in Texas, you know, with Governor Abbott and everything, I feel like there's, you know, he represents a few politicians out there that are speaking for a large group of people, like educators and teachers and everything like that. They're speaking for a large group of people like that. But, you know, they really don't have a lot of experience themselves working with teachers or even being a teacher, you know. So it, it seems like they're kind of just speaking for that group without having any context of what they want or, you know, how how they actually... What did Governor um, Abbott say? Oh, so Governor Abbott was one of the people that were really against critical race theory. Um, I think in Texas, he's working on... He either worked on... Uh, he's either working on banning um, critical race theory or he already did from, like, uh, the like school curriculums and everything like that. But he was basically saying that critical race theory is like shaping students' images of Americans themselves in like a negative way. Um, and so it's been causing like a lot of controversy so, uh, with, with, you know, the media and a lot of different... So people. hold on. So is, I mean, your structural racism, I just immediately think of Jim Crow and segregation. I think of uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. I think of Brown versus Board of Education. I think of all these situations that are clearly structural and clearly part of American history, or I think of Reconstruction, that's, and that's mentioned in this, um, in this article as well. I mean, I, don't, I can't imagine how you could teach history without talking about the structural racism. Uh, when we get to World War II, we talk about 
Uh, we talk about Japanese internment. How can you not talk about that, right? We talk about the Chinese Exclusion Act. This is part, this is part of history. And so to say, I, I don't know, I'm just astonished by this becoming a political issue. The, politi the politics is on the side of those who are trying to ban the teaching of the actual history that took place. You know, that's kind of amazing. Fortunately, I don't think California is going to do that, but and I, I'm pretty sure it's not. And these are and the AP US history standards are national standards, right? And so around the country, these are probably the dominant standards. I think if the governor of Texas is trying to do something, he's probably going to be doing it in classes that are not AP. So that's that's my guess. Um, but yeah, I'm just astonished by that. So Jake, let's take another break and I want to come back and talk about a few more topics from this uh, interesting article. So we'll see you after the music to discuss more of this article on the Class X podcast. Welcome back to the Class X podcast. So this last part of the article, Jake, went into teachers bringing history to life or our attempts to bring history to life. The teachers in this, in this article discussed how they bring personal stories and how they, they kind of incorporate that into their teaching style. So I was just wondering, Jake, as a student, what do you think t students want from a history class? And what, what did you want from history class? You know, more personal stories, debates, connections to current events. What do you think students want from a history class? Yeah, for me, I think, and I, I you know, speaking for a lot of other students, I feel like it's a combination of all of those things. Um, I remember before I took your class last year, I think one of the main things that I wanted to come out of the course with was just having, you know, the basic foundation to kind of go out and read these current events in the news and have an understanding of what the actual problems are and what the context of it is. Um, one thing I noticed, like, especially going into high school, my freshman year, I never really paid attention to any of the current events in the news because I never really understood it. You know, it was a lot of these politics, this politics that I, I didn't even know the difference between a Republic Republican and a Democrat, you know. Um, but I, I think coming into U.S. history and, you know, any history class in general kind of just like strengthened my ability to kind of see these current events and contextualize it. Contextualization is one of the biggest things that I enjoyed Um I'd like one of the most important things too that I took out of the course. So, yeah. Yeah, I like contextualization also. I remember last year we talked about contextualization with um with gas prices, right? Like how do you how do you why right. do we have these high gas prices and you know, we talked about the the war in Ukraine and we talked about just the COVID and how you do you know, contextualizing just a current event. And that's a really important thinking skill, right? And a lot of people don't practice it. And that's an important skill that history classes do offer to individuals. And I've always thought of it like this, like a lot of times as individuals, and this is bringing a little psychology to history, you know, we, th we think in irrational, emotional ways. And history really allows us to think in a logical way about the events surrounding us. So we could, we could look at inflation, for example, and say, okay, well, there are certain events leading to this, and it's going to go down again, because, you know, history shows that it goes down again. You know, it went down after, you know, Jimmy Carter's presidency in the 1980s, it eventually went down. And that's just one current example. But 
I, I think history offers that skill. So I'm happy that you, that contextualization, you really connected with that skill. For, for me, I've always been a big fan of culture. Obviously, this is a culture podcast, so I like cultural history. And I, I personally actually wished, wish that the um, content that I teach was more cultural history because I think students would connect with it even more because there's something nice about learning about culture. I know as we get to the end of uh, the class, like the 1960s, 70s, 80s, even the 50s, we talk more about cultural history. And so I, I think that that's always fun, fun for students to discuss rock and roll music, uh, the, the rise of hip hop, you know, if we're talking about music, TV shows and how TV shows sort of reflect the time period. And so I think that's kind of cool for me. I wish I wish that we talked we talked about more of that from for the 1700s and the 1800s, you know, so that would be kind of cool. Um, I also like ideas, ideas and philosophy would be pretty cool. But um, yeah, but just in general, when it comes to this this article, Jake, any final thoughts? I thought it was interesting, and I wanted to get your take on this. Like they talk about Thomas Jefferson and the Civil War and Reconstruction, and you know, you, I could hear them. They're kind of introducing it, like it's controversial, and I just feel like it's there's a consensus in history when it comes to this stuff. It's not that controversial. And students don't sit in class feeling like discussing the causes of the Civil War or the reasons for Reconstruction ending or the hypocrisies of Thomas Jefferson. Like, I don't think anyone's uncomfortable with this. You know, I think there is an exaggeration is my point. So any any thoughts on any of those ideas, Jake? Right. Yeah. To, the, to add on to that, I mean, I th these things shouldn't be controversial at all. Like, what the teachers in the New York Times article pointed out, we should really be teaching history in general in an unbiased way. And, you know, that'll help kind of like broaden um, student perspectives in history. But I think the point where it becomes controversial for some is when, you know, people take more of an, a, a so-called so activist approach into teaching U.S. history or, you know, history in general. So like an activist approach and using the curriculum to kind of force their own political views onto the students. And then I think that's where, you know, it kind of draws the line. And, you know, you're kind of filling your role as a history teacher in a way by, you know, kind of forcing your own perspective onto your students. Yeah, and you could do that on the right or the left. You could take an activist role on, in, on you know, on both sides of the political spectrum. Um, I do see, and this is my final thought, I do see a difference because I think this is really under, an underlying theme in this whole discussion. I see a difference between teaching history and teaching nationalism. I, I majored in history. I've taught it for 14 years now, and most of it was U.S. history, but I've taught AP World, World, U.S., AP U.S. for 14 years. And the discipline of history is not about nationalism. It's or pumping up the nation state's cause, right? It's not about that. And it's about thinking, as Jake has been saying. It's about growing as an individual. And I think Jake's emphasized that, how he's grown over time. And it's about understanding, you know, historical events, causes, consequences, those thinking skills I mentioned. And in my opinion, also, it, most importantly, it's about truth. You know, you're trying to be honest about what happened. So to me, history teachers are not propagandists who are trying to propagandize for a political cause, I think people maybe outside of the discipline may not realize that, 
But we don't go into that teaching for that reason. We really love the subject. We find it deeply meaningful and important. And so I, those are just my final thoughts because whenever I see this, these stories, and over the years I've seen it multiple times, I've, I've encountered parents who have gotten mad over different subjects that have been taught. I always think, you know, the teacher is really teaching the content and skills and you know, I think a lot of teachers can get the ben- you know, should be given the benefit of the doubt when it comes to these things. You know, so any final thoughts from you, Jake? Any further final thoughts? You know, I think you said everything perfectly, Mister Sheet. Um, one final thing is one kind of idea that I had. Um, you know, when I look at when I look at critical race theory from the perspective of parents and teachers, I realize that they they only just want the future generations to be free of a lot of the racism and violence that we face today. Um, so from that perspective, I could see why a lot of people are pushing for critical race theory and a lot of these other um, kind of more like curriculums to be taught more and at a high school level. Um, and so other than that, I would say you summed everything up perfectly. Thanks, Jake. So thanks for coming on the podcast and giving the students perspective. I think it's really cool to get a student's perspective on what's being taught. Jake really mastered the subject, by the way. He did really well on his AP exam. And I mean, the students master the subject more than the teachers a lot of times. And the, the, the reality is, you know, when, when you immerse yourself in the topic the way Jake did, I think you do have an idea of what was what's going on. And I think Jake has emphasized that this is not really political. It's just the study of history, you know, and maybe some people don't like that. I don't know. But thanks for listening to this episode of the Classics Podcast. Thanks for subscribing to all the new subscribers. And again, please share the podcast with a friend because that's how the podcast grows. So thanks for listening to the Classics Podcast. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.